This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Father, we thank you. What a good God you are. A faithful God you are. We magnify your name. We thank you for all the mothers all over the world. Thank you for the mothers in waiting. Thank you for those that are yet to become mothers. We thank you because, Lord, by your grace and grace alone you sustain all things. And by the word of your power, you have kept everything together. We thank you for our mothers and our women in uh, in totality. And, Lord, we return all praise and glory unto you. Lord, as we look into your word, of life very briefly this morning to encourage one another. Lord, I ask that you will speak to us, that you by yourself, you will encourage us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Like, like I mentioned earlier, you know, my, uh, my trip to Nigeria was very stressful because I, we had packed too much into that trip. It was a lot of stuff that was packed into that, that trip. So when it was time to come home, I was really, really, really ready to come home. So when I sat on the plane, I took a deep breath. Finally, I'm going to my place of rest, (laughs) you know. And as I sat there, just just chilling, there's a longer story to it. I'm not going to bore you with that. But as I sat there, a lady walked in, and as she was making her way through the aisle, I was looking at her. She had her baby strapped to her chest. You know, that thing, the strap across her chest with her luggage. But she was ways in front. You know, I was so angry because the people around her didn't even bother to help. But I was looking at her, her carry-on bag, the, the baby is right here. She picks it up, puts it up there, you know, carefully avoiding the baby, her baby's safety was her number one priority. And she did all of that and put everything up and finally settled to sit sit down on her seat, you know. And I still kind of still trying to watch to see what was going on. She took the baby out. Of course, I couldn't see the rest of it, but I knew she was tending to her baby. Mothers are amazing multitaskers. They can do so many things all at once. You see a mother feeding the baby. At the same time, she's cooking dinner. At the same time, she's minding something else. You know, today, I just, I doff my hat to all the mothers in the house, and we say thank you. We say thank you, and thank you, and thank you, and thank you. You know, uh, when I was growing up, my, my dad died when I was 10. I was a little boy when my dad died. Uh, my mom was left with five children when my dad passed. You know, and I watched her as I grew up. All she did was dedicate her life to raise her children. She was 39 years old, still young. Amen? Very young lady. You know, so, I mean, my mom, some of you knew my mom. My mom is, uh, you know, she's, she's a bomb. She, Pray. That's where I got all this awesomeness from. <laughs> you know, beautiful lady. But she dedicated her life to raising her children. 
And that's the story of mothers. Mothers, they self, they sacrifice their life for their children. There are many examples of great women of God in the scripture. Women that did awesome things, you know, and showed us motherhood and the awesomeness of motherhood. I'm just going to mention a few uh, this morning. Number one is Jochebed. Jochebed. Jochebed was the mother of Moses. In, in, uh, in Exodus chapter 2, uh, you read from verse 1 to 10. You read the story. The Bible says the Pharaoh became afraid because of the rate at which the children of Israel were growing and increasing and multiplying in population. So he got afraid. He said, what we're going to do is every male child that is born to an Israelite and to the Israelites, they should kill them. You know? And you will be out of your rockers to want to de defy Pharaoh. You know? So everybody, imagine the mothers, some people surrendering their, their, their babies to be killed. You, you are taking the child to certain death. You know, this is... They, they're going to be killed, but they had no choice. But this woman of God, the Bible says she saw that her child was a goodly child. The question I ask myself is, did, did the others not see the value in their children? But this woman, she was ready for whatever consequence was going to come out of it. She took care of the baby for three months. She hid that baby. Imagine. A child does not know we're doing this under G. <laughs> Babies don't know under G. So we're doing it on the down low, you know. So imagine the baby crying at night. How did she manage it, you know? But she did. It takes great faith to do something like that. And I have seen, I can tell you my experience, you know, of my mother. I've told you the story many times. You know, there was a time in my life, because I understood the struggle my mom was going through to raise us. You know, so when I had needs, when I was in the university, I wouldn't go home. I just knew that she didn't have the money. If I went home, I'm just going to make a bad situation worse. You know, but one day, she dreamt. She dreamt in her dream, she saw me, and she saw me crying. And in that dream, she said, Koye, what's wrong with you? I said I was hungry. She said, if you are hungry, you come to me. Early morning, I'm sure she woke up maybe like 5 o'clock, cooked and did all these things, rice, stew, everything. Because like 6, 6.30 in the morning, my brother was at my dorm knocking my door with food. said, and here is, I don't know, maybe three kobo, you know, give me some change. said, mom said, you must come home ASAP. I said, okay, thank you. What she didn't know, even though the Lord revealed to her, was I had not eaten for four days. I've been hungry four days just drinking water. You know, days that I was too out of it and couldn't go to class, I just don't go to class. I just slept, you know, holding my belly in my dorm. Mothers have such great heart that God will speak to them even though you have not complained to them. She saw it in her dream and commanded me home. When I got home and I told her I had not eaten for days, she broke out crying. Praise the Lord. Mothers are great examples 
of wit. Talk about wit. You need wit and courage <laughs> to defy Pharaoh. And that's what Jochebed did. They exemplify strength and wisdom. Let's look at an, another example. You know, when, when you think of Jochebed, <laughs> because this is the way my own brain works, you know, so she said to herself that this child is too beautiful to be killed. What did the father think? Nothing recorded about him, though. <laughs> Say, well, you know, we are in the hands of Pharaoh. If Pharaoh catches us and kills us, it's you or something. But this woman was determined that this is one boy that does not deserve to die. When it became impossible, when it became impossible for her to continue to keep that child, you know what she did? She made a bulrush, is what the Bible calls it. You know, made a cradle, bushes, push, makes it comfortable and puts the boy in it and puts him by the river Nile. What you may not know about the river Nile is the river Nile is a dangerous place. There's crocodiles. There's what river snakes. But she had faith in God. She had faith and confidence in God that God was able to keep that child. I am a product of faith. You know, you see me today, I look somewhat desirable, I hope. You know, but I was not always like this. I was going the wrong path at a rate that uh, <laughs> if you were, if I would have judged myself by, at the rate I was going, you, I would have said I was not salvageable. But the prayer of a mother the prayer of a mother the prayer of a mother I thank God for the grace that God has given unto mothers number two very quickly let's look at Hagar 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 you read her story in Genesis 16 and Genesis 21 Hagar was a servant girl she was a slave in the house of Abraham and uh, Sarah she was Sarah's uh, uh, slave and she was happy and content with being a slave girl. She was not seeking promotion. She was not saying, I have served for 10 years now. I need to be promoted to chief, slave, whatever title you want to give her. She was content. But her mother, her, her mistress, I thought about the, is it mistress? We will call it, that's her mistress, right? Sarah was her mistress, her boss. Let's call her that. Her boss, her owner. Her owner looked at her one day and said to her husband, take her and lie with her. Any child that comes out of her is mine. And it's true. We see the same example with the life of uh, Jacob, Israel. You know, when Rebecca couldn't have children, you know, her slave you know, gave birth and those children were counted for Rebecca. Amen. The same for her sister. You know, so they took, they took Hagar. She had no control. She had no power. She had no choice. She couldn't say, no, I don't want to lie with him. No, I'm from a different race. I'm from a different tribe. You know, I, I don't want to be a part of that. They put her in that situation. And as God will have it, as soon as they landed together, boom, she's pregnant. A child is born. Amen. 
And after she had her son, Sarah conceived. Her son is what they call in my culture. They will call him additional. The one that made the way. The one that opened the door and allowed others to come. Because after him was Isaac. After Isaac, the Bible says Abraham went on to have other sons. So if anything, it should be celebrated. But one day, Sarah looked at her and said, this one. You know, whatever she did, imagine if a mother that is with her baby, infant child, nursing the child, you see a woman smiling. In fact, tell you something real quick. One of the ways I know when a woman is pregnant without them announcing to me, you see a woman, she begins to rub her belly and there's this, there's this joy on her face. She's rubbing her belly. Or you move towards her and she goes this way. She's guarding her belly. You, you know something is there. You know something is there. Amen. So imagine she's playing with her son and they're having a good time. How do you think Sarah is feeling? Say, oh, she's doing that to mock me. She's doing that to spite me. She had no control over that situation, but yet she persevered. The resilience, the resilience of mothers, you know, mothers. At least in my growing up, I have seen mothers taking the only word that is coming is a bad word. They have taken nonsense just because of their children. Amen? Women are very resilient. Mothers, when it comes to their child, nothing else matters but the well-being of their children. Praise the Lord. So for mothers today, I want to celebrate you. I want you to know that God, God sees. You may feel unappreciated that nobody sees your effort. Nobody sees your labor. And for some of you mothers here today, it's because you're some of the children you have labored over have now left you behind like you have no significance any longer. But I want to assure you today that the God of heaven, the one whom you serve, he sees. Amen? I say he sees. Amen. He sees your labor. He sees your sacrifice. He sees everything that you have invested and he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You know, when it, the time came and Sarah said, no, 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 no. This slave child, uh, this slave girl and her son will not share in the inheritance with my son. And they were kicked out with a loaf of bread and a bottle of water. Hagar was there for her son. The Bible says he kept her under in the shade of a tree. Her concern was still for her son. Amen. Even though both of them were in the desert dying in the hot heat of the desert, she kept him under the tree. And she went a bow's distance. She said, I don't want to see him die. I don't want to see him die. And suddenly, the angel said, God has heard the cry of the, of the lad. Amen. God will come through for you. I know that there's at least one mother here that has a lot of questions. 
in your heart. You say, what has been, what all this labor, what has been, what has it been for? What have I suffered for? What have I labored for? But God will have me let you know that he knows, he sees, and is going to lift you up. Oh, for three people, he's going to lift you up. Oh, for everybody, he's going to lift you up. In the mighty name of Jesus. Think about Mary. And I'm going to wrap it up with this. Think about Mary, the mother of Jesus. The angel appears to her and says, you are going to be with the child. You know, the fact that I think many people miss is that Mary was a teenage girl. In fact, Bible historians put her age at between 13 and 16. Amen? And the angel appears to her and says she's going to be with the child. Her response is very interesting to me. Her response tells me a number of things about her. Number one thing her response tells me about her is she was a young girl that knew God. Have you thought about it? How did she know it was an angel from the Lord that was speaking to her? How did she know? Why did, this think, why did she think it was spooky? Ooh, what is speaking? And I don't know what is coming, where it's coming from. No. She knew it was the angel of the Lord. Amen. And her response to the angel also even confirms to me that she was a righteous person. Amen. Because she said to the angel, said, how can this thing be seeing that I'm a virgin? Is this a warning to me that I'm going to backslide? Because seeing that I don't have a man, I'm not going to break my oath. I'm a virgin girl. I'm a virgin. So how am I going to have a child? I don't have a husband. Yeah, I'm betrothed, but I don't have a husband yet. Amen. And imagine her fright. In fact, the scripture says she was confused and disturbed. She was what? Confused and disturbed. Imagine a 16-year-old getting a message that she's going to be a mother. And she's not married. She's engaged. I'm sure she's checking herself. Am I pregnant? <laughs> what am I going to tell this guy that has going to ask for my hand in marriage. But she stayed the course. Imagine her that she's, she's told, never happened before, nobody ever heard of this before, that she's going to be with a child of the Holy Spirit. Say, so go and tell that to the madman under the bridge. <laughs> Which Holy Spirit? Imagine your daughter, God forbid, you know, some daughter somewhere, you know, comes a teenage girl, comes home and says, I'm pregnant, Dad, and it's the Holy Spirit. As born again as you are. <laughs> your born again self. In fact, your pastor self. It says, The Holy Ghost came upon me, and now I'm pregnant. In fact, check with the doctors, they will tell you I'm a virgin. I know Africans. No, I know my people. You know, it's like that will be later. The first like Eval she's going to get is, Wah! you are lying against the Holy Spirit. And she says, ah, oh, daddy, daddy, Wah! backhand to balance it. <laughs> so, how dare you lie against the Holy Ghost? 
she took it in stride. And she concluded, she said, let it be unto me according to all that the Lord has spoken. Amen. He said, let it be to me according to all you have said. And imagine her with baby Jesus. Now she's had the baby in a manger. There was no room for them in the inn. They went everywhere. Remember the journey as they went for the census. She's tired. She's just a girl. She's a little girl. But she, was, she dedicated herself to that baby. She raised the Savior, the Messiah, the one that we know as Lord and Savior today. That little girl. In every girl is a woman. In every woman is a mother. Amen? And mothers don't go to mother's training school. I've watched my, life, my wife all our time together with the children. It's a natural instinct. It just kicks in. Once they have the baby, everything changes. While us, while I, <laughs> was trying to figure out how to do this. In fact, the twins, I couldn't carry the twins when they were born. I couldn't, they were too tiny. Very tiny. I think one was four pounds and something. The other was, I mean, very tiny. But she naturally just grabbed them and took care of them. Mothers, we celebrate you today. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. It may seem like nothing to others, but God will have me let you know today that you are recognized. Thank you. you are recognized and you are honored in the name of Jesus. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.